Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of our CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. My name is Eva. I'm the head of marketing communications for the International Private Bank's EMEA region. And with me today is Deepak Puri, the private bank's chief investment officer in the Americas. Deepak, welcome. Welcome back. Great to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Eva. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be back. Same here, same here. Deepak, it's been another interesting week, uh, if we may say so, with high volatility, uh, important uh, central bank decisions, uh, and just out today, I think the preliminary March PMI data. Why don't you summarize the main events for us uh, this week, and especially uh, if you would want to tune into the central bank's decisions, what's your point, uh, what is your scenario thinking going forward, is it enough, uh, did we go too far, uh, what are you expecting? Right. So there's a lot to talk about, Eva. And if, mm. uh, if the uh, the macro data wasn't enough, all this is happening on the heels of, um, you know, uh, somewhat of a mini banking crisis, I would say, on uh, both sides of the Atlantic. But, um, you know, I think uh, we are in, still in the middle of this uh, banking stress. Um, the reverberations are still there. And on top of that, we had these two major central bank meetings, as you mentioned, um, the Fed uh, being the, I, I think, at least from a U.S. perspective, the more important one. I think it was uh, not a surprise. Uh, the market was expecting a 25 basis rate hike. This is the ninth straight Fed meeting with a rate hike. So now the Fed funds rate is up a bound is close to 5%, which hasn't happened in, in a long time. Um, but I think the overall takeaway was slightly, I would say, dullish, uh, because uh, Jay Powell said that even for this meeting, uh, the participants were thinking about uh, having a pause. Uh, I think the market took it as a, as a positive, because now the expectation is that the next meeting, which is in May, there is going to be a, a pause on the interest rate hike. I think it's a bit premature because we're still going to get a lot of labor market statistics and inflation data from now till then. But at least, uh, you know, that was uh, somewhat of a relief given that there is a, a little bit of financial stress that's, um, you know, coming out um, in the other parts of the economy. Now, um, I think in terms of one key uh, point also is with regards to how the U.S. authorities are going to deal with deposits. And I want to just mention that because it was somewhat of a, you know, the, the shine was taken away from Jay Powell by Janet Yellen that same yeah. day last Wednesday when she said that, you know, uninsured depositors uh, over the FDIC insured amount of $250,000 um, cannot uh, just assume that the FDIC is going to come and bail them out like they did with some of the other the other two banks. And I think that was a little bit of a U-turn given what the president and Janet Yellen had said just two weeks ago. But I think uh, when you look at the details, her point was that the Congress needs to give directive to the regulatory bodies and then things can happen. So I wouldn't reach too much into it, um, but I think that was also an important uh, development. Um, and then last but not the least, BOE also increasing 25 basis points, bringing their um, you know, refi rate to 425, which is also um, on the higher end. So overall, central banks, even uh, notwithstanding the financial stress, still keep on increasing rates because they have a very tough time to you know, tackle high inflation. 
Thanks, Deepak, for this uh, summary. Also this week, we did uh, publish our second quarter CIO Outlook update titled Inflation Remains Sticky. What, from your perspective, are the key updates uh, we within our CIO office have made? Right. I'll try to keep it uh, a brief. Uh, we, we have done quite a lot on these calls. I just did the, a client call for the Americas yesterday. You know, yeah. overall, I think there were a few things that uh, to, to take away. So the first thing was that given the sort of environment that we are in, we haven't really altered our macro outlooks just yet uh, because we feel it's somewhat of an idiosyncratic event. Uh, it's going to be contained. Obviously, there are going to be some ripple effects to other parts of the economy, but overall, our growth and inflation trajectory for the U.S. and rest of the world hasn't really been altered because of what we have just seen um, the markets go through. Having said that, the title is really has inflation in it, and I think that's really is the the you know what we have discussed at length in this um, outlook. You know, inflation is especially on the core side, the core services side minus housing is very sticky. And that is really where the, the stresses are developing. It's, it seems that even with increasing rate hikes so much in such a short period of time, inflation is not budging on that services side. The physical goods inflation has started to come down and which is a welcome relief, but the core services, which is the bulk of the inflation uh, basket is still uh, increasing month over month. So hence, uh, you know, we, we don't feel that we're going to be getting into a comfort zone for inflation anytime soon. And our, you know, expectation is that in, at least in the U.S., we reach, you know, 3.9 by end of this year, which is far off from where the Fed would like to see and where the investors would like to see. So that that's the key from an investment asset class perspective. You know, we'll still advocate a short duration, high quality bond portfolio makes a lot more sense to shy away from you know, credit uh, risks so avoid high yield for the time being. Uh, also on the equity side, we reiterated our view on the S&P 500 being 4,100, which is primarily driven by our medium-term earnings view and also the, the sort of the VIX and the 10-year yield uh, that we have inputted into our model. And last but not the least, I think there's a pretty strong China reopening. Actually, China was one area where we have upped and revise upward our growth numbers for this year at 5.5% vis-a-vis 2022. So there are certain sec secondary effects to go on with China reopening, and we have talked about that. Um, overall, I, I think it remains to be seen that we we don't really feel, uh, you know, banging on the table that this is a time to take risk. I think being cautious at this point where the Federal Reserve and other central banks are still increasing rates and we still don't know the after effects of the, the couple of bank failures that we have, it's better to be a bit more on the cautious front. So I take this as the key message, uh, be cautious. Uh, Deepak, the two of us, we're kind of wrapping up the first quarter and uh, looking ahead, what do we need to keep on the radar? Well, it's going to mean a lot is going to be on the, uh, you know, the uh, developing story with regards to uh, the banks. And so that's going to take a lot of, I think, the headline. Uh, but uh, underneath that, there's a lot of important uh, data points that's going to be coming our way. 
I think from a U.S. perspective, uh, we're going to get the core PCE number. So sticking with the inflation theme, uh, the core PCE is the Fed's uh, um, preferred inflation gauge. And the, I, the expectation is that it's still going to go up, um, you know, 0.4% month over month, both for headline and core PCE, and bringing the headline number to 5.1% year over year and the core at 47 This number needs to be close to 2%. So there's a, a lot of room to, to maneuver before we get there. And then we're also going to get inflation data from Europe, which is going to be important next Friday. You know, the expectation is that we do go down from 8.5% to maybe a low seven handle. Uh, but still, again, it's a way, um, you know, higher than what the, the European authorities and consumers would like it to see. And last but not the least, just to talk about China, the China PMI numbers are going to come in, and the expectation is that they are both on the service and manufacturing side, they're going to be above 50, which means it's an expansionary territory, maybe a slight blip from last month, but just sort of reinforcing the China reopening story. So those would be the key things to look out for, Eva. Great. Thanks a lot. So that's uh, what we keep in focus on uh, walking into the next week. Many thanks for your time, Deepak. Dear listeners, thanks much for being with us. And don't forget to tune in in a week from now. Goodbye. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information, and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2023, Deutsche Bank AG, and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.